1916, Carl Schwarzschild solved the field equations of relativity for a spherical mass. And written inside his equations was a completely collapsed mass, squeezed into a point. Whilst it didn't get its name for another 50 years, Schwarzschild had the mathematics for a black hole. His solution showed that black holes bend both space and time. And with this intense curvature comes intense gravitational pulls, not even light able to escape. Previously, Oneris Unveiled. April 1st, a day of fools. How, how do you do? My name is March 17th, the day set aside for St. Patrick, the holy man who drove the snakes from Ireland. Interesting thing about snake venom, Batman. Some are green, just like the dye used to make green beer. That made it all the easier when I hosted that St. Patty's Day party for my old gang. As you remember. And now, the continuation. I was inside the Batjet flying at maximum velocity toward the Belmonico Hotel. The reason I was heading over there was because I had this date with Selena. When I saw the giant infrastructure come into view, I placed the Batjet on autopilot and then ejected myself out. I glided down and landed quietly on the balcony of the penthouse suite. Because the sliding glass doors were open, I could, oddly enough, hear moaning and what seemed to be giggling coming from inside the apartment. Not having a good idea of what was happening in there, I quickly made my way inside. I was greeted by a very, uh, erotic and honestly very intriguing sight. Catwoman, a.k.a. Selena Kyle, Poison Ivy, a.k.a. Pamela Isley, and Harley Quinn, a.k.a. Harleen Quinzel, were all naked on top of a jumbo-sized bed and were, uh, in the middle of pleasuring each other. Ivy seemed to be the center of attention as she was getting her, uh pussy licked by Selena while her breasts were being played with and um sucked on by Harley um I don't know what got into me but I never even attempted to stop them in fact I kept my whereabouts hidden and continued watching them however after about 45 minutes Ivy spotted me and made my presence known to the others they had invited me over to join them in bed I uh regretfully obliged them and began walking over to the end of the bed. I never said anything, at least I don't think I did, but the three women started crawling towards me anyway. When they reached the edge of the bed, all three of them leaned forward and began kissing and licking my giant wooden shaft, as Ivy put it. They did that for a while before Harley, who was in between Ivy and Selena, took command and started deep-throating me. At least that's what Selena called it, I think they got tired, since it seemed they couldn't lick my penis anymore. Selena and Ivy both laid down on their stomachs, scooted closer to me, and began sucking on my, uh, large balls, as Commissioner Gordon once described it. I, uh, may have grunted the words, ah, fuck, at some point, but, uh, no matter how many times they did this, I was always caught off guard. It's just the surreal pleasure I felt from having both my penis and testicles stimulated at the same time. Something about it was just too good. Wow. Uh, I think I may have passed out after that. I don't seem to recall anything beyond that. 
moment. Uh, so, when Harley heard me cuss, I think she... I think she looked up at me with those teary puppy eyes. You know that look she sometimes has? Anyway, she might have been trying to say something, but I couldn't make it out as her voice was muffled on account of my penis being in her mouth. I knew then that I just... I just had to even the odds. Here's another set of characters. Now, here's why I think these characters are fundamental elements of our cognitive structure, cognitive substructure. First of all, I think that really what we want to know is not what is, but we want to know how to act, how to conduct ourselves in the world. We're moving creatures, right? We don't just sit there on a rock and filter seawater through our gills. We have to go out there and contend with the world, and so we need to know how to do that. We need to know how to do it and how not to do it, so we can look for good examples and we can look for bad examples. And we don't want just any old good example. We want a good example that's boiled right down to excellent example, and we want a bad example that's boiled right down to excellent bad example. For far too long, the masses have been missing a leader, one with a wellspring of endless knowledge whose daring exploits border on the mythological. Luckily, the hour is upon us, and the leader they so desperately crave is about to be unveiled. Hey, Godbrain! The suspense is killing me! Who is it? Oh, it is I, the Brain! The Brain! Oh my gosh, I know him! And this is Masterclass. Oh, and an evil character would be an amalgam of all the evil things about bad people. And the more pure in some sense, in essence, both of those characters are, the more archetypal the story. Yeah. But the Illuminati does not seem to have been justifiably targeted here. They were I just mean, like adults who were doing satanic orgies, which is fine. Is time malleable or an unswerving metronome that drags the cosmos forward? Does time itself have properties or is it defined only by the events that run in its current? To answer these questions, we must begin not with physicists wondering about clocks, rulers, and motion, but with heat. In the distant future universe, around the aging black hole, our dying civilization sits and waits. For sitting and waiting is all they can do. With the passing of the stars, raw energy had become the most precious thing. To preserve what they had, they had slowed their very existence. The meaning of the fact, you see, that everything is dissolving constantly, that we're all falling apart, we're all in a process of constant death, and that uh, the world we hope men set their hearts upon turns ashes, or it prospers and like snow upon the desert's dusty face, lighting a little hour or two is gone, you know, all that Omar Khayyam jazz. <laughs> You know, the cloud-capped towers, the gorgeous palaces, the great globe itself, I, all which it inherits, shall dissolve, and like this insubstantial pageant faded, leave not a rack behind. All falling apart. Everything is. That's the, the great assistance to you. See, that, that fact that everything is in decay is your helper. That is allowing you that you don't have to let go because there's nothing to hold on to.
yourself from paranoid schizophrenia. And your condition is getting worse. But the good news is, I have developed a new treatment. But I am the shadows. Two reasons that you don't really do. Number one, you have it. Number two, you don't know yourself. Because you never can. The Godhead is never an object of its own mind. Just as a knife doesn't cut itself. Fire doesn't burn itself. Light doesn't illuminate itself. Saving
One night in 1957, Hill and Thornley were discussing poems Carey had written on order emerging from chaos. Hill argued that order was a construction of the human mind. Only chaos was real. Hill, an atheist, expressed his frustration with modern organized religions for claiming the existence of an organizing principle behind the universe. The ancient Greeks, he expressed, had gotten it closest to right because they had a goddess of chaos. Her name was Eris, or Discordia in Latin. Hill felt that Eris was the only deity he'd ever seen any evidence of, and he suggested it might be a good idea if someone created a religion based around her. <laughs> it's going to go great. I'm standing close to you We got this city breaking down Stuck in an avalanche We got the whole world shaking We only wanna free, got everything we need A thousand shooting stars, a million mysteries And you know we got more to show The planets are aligned, we got something divine So open up the sky, you know this is a time and there's nothing inherently wrong with making a sex cult for you and your friends. I've been in a couple of sex cults. It's fine. <laughs>